This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Your day just got a whole lot better. You're listening to the Mutual Audio Drama Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Jack Ward and David Alt, the Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid of audio drama. Without the dramatic freeze-frame death scene at the end. old girl. Hey. Old boy or whatever. What was that? Sensors don't show anything solid. It's the damage from the Vidix YouTube weapon I told you about. It's unthreading the RSS feeds that make up the audioverse in the podiosphere. And the abandoned pod-faded places have produced errors in the flight array. So what can we do? Stand by. I'm going to set us back to the cleansed Season 2 by Frederick Greenhall with Episode 2. Final Rune Space? Yes. There's such a wealth of shows between Final Rune Productions and Radio Drama Revival. We should have some stability there. And if we have time, we'll skip to Misfit Audios for a five-minute Frankenstein and scan for the other tortoise. What will we do when we find them? Stop this madness before all of the audioverse becomes a faded memory. Final Rune Productions presents The Cleansed, Season 2, Episode 10, The River. again. Let me just say it for the record. Saul was one bad dude. The wolf, right? Yeah, he was one nasty bastard, the likes of which Corinth hadn't seen. He had all the hell and violence of the breaking wrapped in him with one big tough guy streak. Everyone feared him. Hey, myself included. But we stood up to him. Of course, we were, we were Jesus' team. He couldn't take us down, right? We were the foot soldiers. And Paul, well, he stood on the sidelines. He had his voice, his radio. And it was this radio that he used as a weapon. Some say it was stronger than fist. And maybe it was. But he was never out there getting shot at. 
What you have just witnessed is the justice of Abaddon. The wolves have torn to ribbons a man who betrayed his own people to the believers. Do not believe for a second that eyes are not watching. Should you join the believers, we will know you. We will see you for the backstabbing fool that you are and destroy you. We must make a broadcast in return. Yes. Our signal, is it still strong? As strong as ever, Paul. It burns with the energy from the Lord. I worry about the wolf's message. So few have the talking boxes, Paul. But, you know, they play them in large theaters. Hundreds at a time can watch and share the bloodshed. So many more can listen. From the privacy of their homes, they can listen and believe. So many have wind-up radios. Yes. You are right, Joe. Make the preparations. Of course. Ah, the angels. Amos, you're wounded. It's nothing. We met some bad folks. The wolves? No, a new breed. From somewhere else, I don't know. How was the mission? Lord Damien is dead, and his castle is a pile of rubble. Oh, you are such, such warriors of Jesus. We can talk later. I must go to the chapel to speak. What? It's the middle of the night. I must calm the flock. The wolf is howling. What, what is he talking about howling? Your what? arrow pierced them today where it hurt. You caused grievous harm to the wolf. So they are howling, and so must we be twice as loud as our shouts of jubilation for the Lord. Yeah, okay. I must help Paul. But what about Amos? I'll be fine. Well, you can come along, young master, if you'd like to see us set up. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll scrounge up some dinner. I'll see you. Wow. This is pretty cool. Don't touch anything. Sorry. It's this equipment. It's the last of its kind. A single fingerprint may poison it until one day it no longer works. And should this station fail us, a great light will go out in the world. But the Lord will provide, won't he? Jesus won't let this happen. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are right, young master. The Lord will provide, but we shouldn't make his job any harder. Come, take a seat. Paul? Oh. Are you there? Yes, this is Paul. The resurrected Jesus, speaking clearly to the believers. Oh, I hear you loud and clear, Paul, loud and clear. Open the channel, Joe. Opening the channel. I will bask in the light you radiate upon us, Paul. Then shine that light back on the believers, onto the unbelievers, too. Give them the chance to listen, to melt their cold hearts, to hear. Turn on the transmission. Turning on. Have you not eaten better since the wolf has ruled this city? Have you not had electricity? Have women not been made at the disposal of every man? Think on this, and think it well. For you have two choices to follow. The lamb, 
or the womb. Brothers and sisters, for if open you side with the Lamb, the brothers and sisters, can you hear me? Can you hear the light of Jesus that shines down on this dark world? Can you hear me above the howling of the wolf? Can you hear the tongue of Jesus, which speaks true as a beacon to the north in a world of vipers? Brothers hey, it's sisters, the other guy. The Jesus guy? What's he well. saying now? Turn it off. You hear what the wolf says. But Dad, listen to him. He Armageddon. says the wolf is evil. He it says he'll protect us from the wolf. Many just like he protected Mother? Dad, don't be mean. Sorry, it's just... It's just dangerous. I don't want anything to happen to you two. We want to listen. The wolf can't know that all we did was listen. These will be those okay. wicked souls that God in his might wipes from this wicked earth. Those who are left, we survivors, we are those that Christ has cleansed in preparation of his return. And I, dear children, can tell you this. Christ is here. For I am he, the Christ, the Lamb, the Hope Report. For I am coming to Corinth, to the wicked city, and I shall be bringing the cleansing. If you follow me, I tell you this. You may report anyone suspected of treachery at any of the offices at my command. There are 42 of them in the immediate city, and you may consult at any time with a local directory to find that nearest you. Or ask one of my wolves. There is no excuse for harboring allies of the believers. We are watching, and we will know. Good night. The world will be a garden again, as it was in the birth of the world, bearing fruit, giving each and every one freedom. Freedom to bask every day in the light of the Lord Jesus' glory. Come Would someone turn off that ignorant prattle? He will save you. He will. You were very good tonight, Saul. Think so, Zeke. Paul is desperate. You can hear it in his words. He knows you are the stronger. Such honey dripping from the mouths of babes. But you're right. Stronger, you say? Yeah, we are stronger, aren't we? And it's high time that we showed it to that self-righteous whelp and his ignorant followers. It is time for a show of force. Yes. You know what I have in mind? I can't imagine it, Saul. Excellent. Then let's make the arrangements. Hey, it's me, Maria. I don't really know what I'm doing now. It feels a little lonely without Luke. But I'm going to talk anyways. I have a lot to say. When this all started, it was just this wild promise of adventure that roped us, me, in. It was so boring at the refuge. So much the same thing. We spent the summer growing things. We spent all fall hauling it in. We would go hunting when we could. In winters, well, winters sucked. We did our best to keep amused. But you can only be so amused with the same group of grown-ups in the middle of nowhere with no contact with anyone else. And so, yeah, of course we jumped on it. John Prophet, ghost of the past. 
he was amazing. But now, things aren't quite so amazing. Things are scary. I've almost been killed a lot now, and I'm only 15. I haven't really thought about what it means to die, but I've seen it staring me in the face when ferocious pigs come charging, or when missiles come raining from the sky, and when... You know what? That's not even what I want to talk about. I want to talk about my dog. Do you know what I mean if I say life isn't fair? Yeah, I know. It's something your parents would say. And you know what makes me so mad is that that saying isn't fair either. Why can't life be fair? Why can't we live in a normal world that lets a girl like me have a pet? What's so wrong with just one dog in my life? I always wanted one. If I was able to keep her, I was going to name her Sojourner. After that woman that helped, back when this world had slaves in it, she seemed like a hero to me. And this dog has helped us too. That makes her a hero. I'm telling you all this because this is the stuff I used to tell Luke. But we're not talking that much right now. I could try to tell Sam, but I don't think she understands either. About the only person left who will listen is John Prophet, who, oh yeah, I just learned is my real dad. Are you getting all this? So, yeah, this moment I wanted to tell you about. It was the morning after we had yet more people trying to kill us. I woke early, just before dawn, early enough to see the sun creeping up above the stand of pines across the river. John was perched on a rock, staring across the river, hunched upon himself, so still, yet awake. He looked like a scene from one of the old picture book collections we had at the refuge. I think they called them, um, encyclopedias? Anyways, John looked like one of those pictures from, uh, Notre Dame? He looked like what they had there. The gargoyles. He looked like a statue that would descend upon you like a lightning bolt if you made the wrong move. You're up early. <gasps> Didn't see me? You look... You could have... You blend with the trees, John. Some types of training you never lose. It was cold last night. First frost. Hey. Yeah? I saw your dog again. What? Where? Did you catch her? Maria. Let it go. No, I won't. You and Sam both. Me and Sam, nothing. It's a wild animal. Some sort of dog in her, for sure, but wild. You can't put a leash on her after two hours. You just let her... I'm not going to cage something that wants to fly away. That's just not me. John... Come on, Maria. Come here. Sit. Look at the river. I hate the river. What does the river mean, Maria? What? 
Look, I don't wax philosophical very often, but I have a point. Bear with me. What does it mean that there's a river there? It's just water. Where does it go? The ocean? And where does it come from? I don't know. Up, up there? Somewhere? <laughs> I never really thought about it. I thought about rivers all night, Maria. Sounds crazy, I know, but I've been on a lot of them in the last 15 years. Well, ever since... Let me say it like this. When this all started, back in Bangor, I was doing this because I believed man had a right to do what he wanted to do to the river. If someone wanted to fish, or to build a dam or a bridge, he had a right to do that, and no one had a right to stop him. That, to me, was freedom. Freedom was protecting a man's right to have dominion over his environment. Now, I think a little differently. I still fight for the people, but I'm beginning to think people need to spend a bit more time learning from this river instead of building on it. I don't get it. What I'm saying is, 15 years ago, I would have put a leash on that dog for you. Crazy as that would have been. Today, I let her walk away in the night. The dog just has a right to do what she wants to do. Just like I have a right to keep on fighting the battles I choose. Just like this river has a right to keep on flowing forever. And you think people, the Republic, would stop that? Yeah. Those people, let's just say live and let live is not in their vocabulary. Mom's up. Hey, uh, don't tell her I said any of this. I don't think she'd... I'm just rambling, you know. I've been up all night. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Time to get moving. Come on. <sighs> Maria. Hey. You do all right? It was cold. Just fine. What's wrong? You don't know? No, I wouldn't ask if I knew. The... my... What, Maria? It must be the dog. The... oh, what? What happened? John saw her and let her go. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Maria, but if she wanted to go... Don't talk to me about it. I... Maria... Fine. We can't do anything about it, can we? We can look. Do you want me to look? Don't bother. Let's just make breakfast. Uh, sure. I don't know. I'm not sure what we have left. I got it. I'd like to make some more bread. We have a bit of the acorn flour left. All right, well, we need to break camp. Maybe you can help Luke. What's wrong with Luke? Why don't you go find out? Oh. Luke! Luke! You've got to help me! Oh, I can't! They're getting closer to me, Luke, please! <laughs> Mom, I'm cold! 
got to keep moving, Luke. I can't. You have to keep moving if you want to survive. Screw you! There's only one way to survive in this world, and that's to fight. I don't want to fight! <coughs> oh, oh. Mom! Mom! Luke? Hey, Luke. Maria? Bad dreams. It, it, it was winter again. We were marching. Shh, it's all over now. Oh, I hate this, Maria. I hate this. It's okay, Luke. It's okay. Come on. <laughs> I hate this so much. I hate being weak. You're not weak. Oh, yeah. Well, that's great to say, but it doesn't mean anything. You aren't, Luke. Everything you've been These through. These dreams are so real, Maria. It's sometimes hard to even know whether whether I'm awake or still sleeping. It starts. Um, we're in winter, and and my mom is just is she's trying to protect me. At least I get I guess that's what she's doing. And, and then and the wolves are howling all around us, and, and then they, they circle up on us. And, and there's a there's a metal fence, and David's there, and he's he's trying to get us. He's trying to get us through this Go. small hole, and, Under here. but then as he's doing it, the, the, the wolves come closer, and, and they leap and... Shh, shh, Luke, just relax. <laughs> Let this pass. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Thank you for coming. You are so strong, Luke. Just... You have overcome so much, and... There's more ahead of us. Yeah. Let the dreams go. Okay. Why are you crying, Maria? Huh? Well, it's, it's, it's not me. I don't make you cry. It's... Oh. Luke. The dog came and, and went again. Oh. She's free. She... She needed to run free. <laughs> Me, it's me. It's okay. I, it's it's okay. We still have each other. You want to try it this time? Not particularly. Oh, it's easy. Two scoops of flour, a scoop of water. Yeah, yeah I get it. I've got other things on my mind. Very well. John. Hey, Sam. Hey, help me out. What do you think of our chances? I'm not in the business of telling the future, Sam. Let's be honest, John. We're not the pups we used to be. I never heard a word of defeat come out of your mouth, Sam. Yeah, well, I never had a daughter before. We're doing this for her, for Luke, for the future of everyone. I know you, John. I know what drives you. I know that nothing ever stops you. Oh, believe me, Sam. I'm not the same man. Aren't you? I've learned some things. But we're still going down these rapids in canoes covered by tarps. Hey, people went down Niagara Falls in a barrel. Our kids aren't exactly Harry Houdini. You have a better plan, you let me know. Your heart's not into this. How'd you tell? Haven't you heard anything I said? We're doing this to save thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. 
the future of everything worth saving. Yeah, 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 John, you know what? Saving the world's not my business anymore. I'm here to protect my kids. Then let's get in the water and paddle like you damn well mean it. No stopping John Prophet once he gets an idea in his head. Damn it, Sam. Let me say it this way. If anything happens to them, John, anything. It won't, Sam. We have three adults who know what they're doing, and those three kids are damn tough, too. The river doesn't care how tough they are. The ship's gonna sail, Sam. Sorry. Look, I'll go, whatever, but I swear to you... We'll be fine. Just get them together, okay? Okay. Today we're on our A-game. Is everyone with me? Yes, John. Yes, yes, we are. We do not want to go in that water. It might not kill you, but it won't be pleasant. We only have one life jacket per boat. If you feel yourself going over, grab it. We also only have one buoy per boat. So if you get in the water, your first goal is to grab the canoe. If you're too far, we'll try to throw you the buoy. If you get farther than that, ride the river. There's a still part at the end and we can retrieve you there. If it comes down to that, you cannot fear. You must float on your back, keep your legs ahead of you and ride the river. If you fight it, it'll destroy you. You understand? Yes. We're in this thing together. Do you understand? Yes, John. Good. Let's ride. I need to tell you about what happened when we tempted the raging waters. The water had been so low all summer, and now it had turned on us. We had a week of rain, and the dry, dusty bones turned mighty and raging. It was like a mythic beast, beast there to challenge us, to test us. It roared at us, threatening to destroy us for daring to think that we could cross it safely. We, we were, were crazy. crazy for trying. We were not strong enough, not ready. We had no idea what was in store, what it would do to us. How it would change things. We had nothing we needed, but we did it anyways. And how we suffered for it. Hop in, Mark. You got it, Mom? We'll be fine. We're a well-oiled machine today, Luke. You understand? Uh-huh. When I yell paddle, you paddle. When I say, for the love of God, stop, you've already stopped. Yeah. Luke. Yeah. I love you, Luke. Sam? Listen to me and we'll be all right. You're a strong boy, Luke. Ah, uh, Sam. A uh, man. Sorry, Luke, you're a strong man. Now paddle right. Hey. You all right? Me? Yeah. You're still a little shaken. No. Look, I may not be intuitive, but you're an open book, Maria. It's just... Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll keep you out of the water. Just listen to me and paddle like hell. Okay. If you fear it, it'll destroy you. You've got to ride it like a wild horse. I've never ridden a wild horse. Yeah, well, you're about to find out what it's like. Come on. It means life or death to listen to me, Maria. You got it? I got it. All right, so when I say right... Paddling! And left! Paddling! Stop! Okay! Just like that. And if I shout it quicker, it means you do it faster. You got it? I got it. Good job, here we go. So 
Get up on your right. And paddle, 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 paddle! We're coming to the first rapid! Oh man, look at them. They go like it's no trouble. What? I said they make it look easy. Don't worry about the others are doing, Luke. Focus on your own paddling. Okay, I can paddle. Good. Paddle left. Left! Oh, my. Ho, ho. Oh. Good work, Luke. Good work. Now pay attention. Join. Right, 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 right. Keep paddling! Paddle, paddle, paddle! John, it's, it's fast! John! I don't know, just ride it! Okay, that's three rapids, one more! Hold on to the damn paddle! There's water, John! In the canoe! It's... Ride it out, we're coming up to the big rapid! It's, there's a lot! We can deal with it! Just keep paddling! John! Paddle, damn it! John! Ride it, Maria! Ride! And at that moment, it all came crashing down. The monster we tempted lashed out. Maria! Behind you! John! Grab the canoe! Grab the canoe! John! Oh, get off! I'm under the canoe! Come here! <laughs> Keep your legs tucked up! Come on! Don't let the river grab you! Head for that eddy! I'm sorry, John! Just ride the river! Ride it! I'm trying! Rock! Oh. I got it. Okay, left. 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 Three left. Left. Maria. Maria. Mom. Just push left. Maria. Grab my paddle. I'm trying. Come on. Grab my goddamn paddle. Luke, keep us straight. I'm trying, Mom. Maria, kick. Profit. Kick. Profit. Uh, oh. Uh, uh, whoa. <gasps> Is he? He's not breathing. No. Shh. If only I paddled better. It's not your fault. Let me. One, two, three, four, five. John, take from me a life-giving breath. John, hear me, and hear me well. John, 
Your spirit belongs to us here. Do you hear me? Don't let it take wings. One, two, three, four, five. Take the life-giving air. John, take the beautiful air of life. Mom, what's she? Shh. John, listen to me. There are people here who need you. You must come back to them. M Maria, come here. Don't do this to her. I said bring her. Maria. Yes? Speak to him. I will breathe, you speak. Hi, John. John, can you hear me? <coughs> He's alive. Keep talking. I, what should I? Uh, hey, John. John, can you hear me? Hey, hey, John. You heard what Caitlin said. Come back. We're all here waiting for you. You can't leave us. John, we're on a journey, and you're our leader. Without you, everything is lost. You can't tell me that after everything you've been through, you're gonna let the river get the best of you. Come on, John. John. I don't even know you. You can't leave me. John! Oh, Christ. You went in the river, John. Sam. That's me. Oh, oh God. What's wrong, John? Sam, it's so nice to see you. Can I? Nice to see you, too. Um, it's nice to see you. I think there's enough excitement for the day. Um, Mark, Luke, can you get camp set up? Yeah, yeah, sure. Can I... Can I hold your hand, Sam? Uh, I, I guess. It's warm. So nice to... I thought, I can't just to feel it warm. Yep, John, it's, it's just me. <laughs> just you. Tonight, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, thank you, child. It, it, it's enough to, to melt the hard heart like wax. Our, our fallen brothers and sisters, they will come to the fold. I know they will. Bless you, sir. Yes, child, yes. Bless. Yes, they will. Bless you. Lucian? Yeah, Paul. We need you again. We just got back, Paul. You and Amos. You are special soldiers. It was kind of close today, man. I mean, with all respect, we just like to lay low for a while. Is that how it is? You have given so much for the Lord Jesus, but not just a bit more? Listen, I didn't, I didn't say... I mean, we'll go again. Amos. Dear Amos, will you stand up for glorious Jesus? Yes, Paul. Someone's heart still shines upon the Lord. 
That's not fair, Paul. Our enemy, the wolf, does he fight fair? No, he kills the innocent for his sport. He rapes, pillages, murders for pleasure. There is no fair when you fight such an enemy. You must strike at every opportunity. And what would that be? One of their crews on the slag. They have discovered metals that we want. You need to take these metals for us, for Jesus, and even better, you will bring some of these people back to join us in our righteous battle. Stealing from the slag crews? You're out of your mind. This is what Jesus asks, Lucian. Will you go? Yes, he'll go. Yeah, I'll go. Good. The Lord is pleased. I've had about enough of the Lord is pleased bullshit. Believers! Glorious believers! How do you feel this morning? Is that all? In the presence of our Lord Jesus? Let me feel the light shine out of you! Master Saul, with, with all due respect, we can perform this operation, but it will come at a high cost. The amount of energy to make that diesel. Are you questioning me, Lieutenant? Uh, no, I, I just... That's what I thought. When you understand the art of control, perhaps you will plan your own operation. Zeke! Yes, Saul. Join me. We are at the lead. Lieutenant, your ground troops follow in the shadow of the machine. Yes, sir. Now, we fly! Okay, soldiers, follow me. Yes, sir! We got it! We march for the wolf! For the wolf! Cleanse was written, directed, and produced by Fred Greenhalge. You heard Kate Gurney as Maria, Philip Hobby as Luke, Ian Carlson as Mark, Paul Drynan as John Prophet, Susan Riley as Caitlin, Kim Dakin as Sam, Robin Monroe as Coy Dog, Tim Sample as Cutler, Brent Ascari as Saul, Dylan Chestnut as Zeke. Joe Swenson as Lawrence, Nathan Speckman as Damien, Adam Arujo as Republic One, Johnny Speckman as Republic Two, George Ledoux as Damascus, Cole Amarello as Amos, Reggie Hodge as Lucian, Eric Moody as Paul, Daniel Noel as Job, Janice Gardner as Queenie, Michael Dix Thomas as Sachem, Rachel Flanger as Bridget, Jamie Schwartz as Michael, Christopher Riling as Bartender, James Herrera as Abraham, Rebecca Mishrel as Young Luke, Lisa Muller-Jones as Luke's mother, Burke Brimmer as Chris, Chris Newcomb as David, 
Additional voices by Gary Hauger, Christine Marshall, Alicia Gorenson, Scott Marco, Allison Slattery, Nicholas Solvey, Hope, Hannah, and Molly Brock, Mirabai Iwanko, John Capron, Seth Dussault, Tim Bates, Ryan Fecto, Alicia Bailey, Ashley St. Hours, and I'm Richard McGonigal. Field Sound by Randall Farr and Jod Bowles. Production Assistance by Megan LaSala, Peter Campbell, and Sam Rappaport. Sound Design by Matthew and Monique Boudreau at Oral Stage Studios. Original Score by Hubert Campbell. The song Run For Your Life was written by Adam Swiderski, performed by The Yesterdays, copyright 2005, Seeking Rex Music. This production was recorded on location at the North Dam Mill in Biddeford, Maine, and Wolf Pine Farm in Alfred, Maine. Studio recording at Mind's Eye Productions. Funded in part by a grant from the Maine Arts Commission, an independent state agency supported by the National Endowment for the Arts. Special thanks to Tom Harms and Amy Sprague, Carolyn Goslin, Doug Sanford, the City of Biddeford, Amy Titcomb, Bill Dufries, David Turner, Fortunat Mueller, Peter Stickney, Jay York, Loki Clan Wolf Refuge, Samantha Mason, Coffee by Design, WMPG, Road Microphones, our amazing Kickstarter supporters, and other fans. The Cleansed is a Final Rune production. Find more audio stories at www.finalrune.com. That's F-I-N-A-L-R-U-N-E dot com. Have you ever had times of excessive nothingness? Now to clarify, this would be those times as a child when you stayed indoors because the day was too dreary, or an injury kept you resting in bed when you could see others enjoying the little nooks and places you wished for all the world to be. A place where boredom is in full bloom. Well. If it hadn't been for a cold, dreary summer in 1816, the story we are about to share would not exist. You see, 18-year-old Mary Shelley was in Switzerland, hoping to enjoy a summer of exploration and education. She stayed with others inside, hoping for a nice day in what has been described as the year without a summer. The conversation among the group led to discussions of reanimating dead matter, using pots and pieces of former living beings. Oh, well, this led to campfire tales, which led to one member suggesting that each person within the group write their own supernatural story. This was the birthplace of the story Frankenstein which coincidentally was the name of the scientists in the story, not the creature. You may also find it interesting to know that the birthplace of vampire stories also originated in the same location, the same year, 
from another writer simply wishing for sunshine to embrace the world once more. Welcome to the Misfits audio presentation of Five Minute Classics and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. We venture back to the original story when the monster had pale yellow skin, long black hair, and was found in the North Pole. I never gave him a name after I completed my man. How could one so grotesque and violent be both endearing and utterly horrifying? So here I am chasing him in what may likely be the death of me. Yet he flees, relentlessly, continuously, quickly. Monster? Yes. Demon? Perhaps. Fiend? Creature? Wretch? Yes, they all apply. Could he have also been my friend? I may have once considered the notion. Now, following the deaths of those left in his wake, I know there is no real place for my creation on this earth or any others. I still recall the audacity of my mental agreement to create. If I could just amass the right amount of dead matter and infuse enough electrical energy, I could create life, and I did. But to what end? Am I God that I should create life without perfect knowledge? I only did what I did in order to learn more about my world. I fear I have learned too much. Is it possible? Does he live? He lives! Dear me, what have I done? It must be destroyed. No one will accept such a hideous creation. It is gone. I firmly believe the monster is responsible for the death of my brother William. He learned to speak by paying attention to those he overheard. He became articulate and knowledgeable about a good many things. But control was not something that the monster could master. Master, look, I can speak and I can read. <laughs> I've been following the Delancey family. They're so kind, not like other people I have encountered. I thought perhaps if I introduced myself to them, they could grow to like me. And did they accept you? No. Well, 
tell me what did happen. I don't want to talk about it. Did you kill them like you did my brother? They didn't have to treat me so unkindly, Master. I was more than willing to be a friend. They chased me, but they can't hurt me now. They can't. So you did kill them? I don't know. I just burned their house in a rage. See, you can't be trusted. I should have destroyed you when I had the chance. Destroyed me? Master, you would do this? You are wrong. What I really need is a bride. Someone like me. This would make things better. You will do this for me. I have a right to happiness, don't I? If you do this, I... We'll take her and we'll vanish in South America. You owe me that much. I made, then destroyed a companion for the fiend. I only saw the monster at the window afterward. It shouldn't have been a surprise that the fiend would take the life of my own bride in revenge. So I have followed him here, and it is in these harsh conditions that I will die. I cannot catch him. I cannot control him. And he will exist long after my body gives way to the cold. God, have mercy on my soul. In the original story, the monster gains no satisfaction from the death of Dr. Frankenstein. He reverts back to a place of remorse. The monster then vows to end his own life for the benefit of mankind. He is not heard from again. It is believed that the modern image of the monster in Shelley's novel was due in large measure to the 1931 movie featuring Boris Karloff. That visual image has been perpetuated for more than 80 years. So, the next time you are bored and feel as if you have nothing to do, remember the true story of an 18-year-old girl who thought she had ventured to Switzerland to enjoy a summer of outdoor adventure, only to find her greatest adventure was living just inside her imagination. Let's commemorate those who have made this episode possible. Julian Bain as Monster. Glenn Haskell as Dr. Frankenstein. This story was written, produced, and mixed by Glenn Haskell, executive producer John Tadrzak, webmaster April Sadowski. Theme music provided by John Carl Toth. This production is for enjoyment purposes only. I'm your narrator, Jim Patton. This is an original production by Misfits Audio, copyright 2013, all rights reserved. Characters remain in the public domain and were inspired by the original work of Mary Shelley. Yes.
So, what do we have today? Well, this author's about halfway through Nazrim, and as you can see, the project's running out of steam. Steam, check. I want to fill that tank. Anything else? They're worried that the plot's treads are a little thin. Gotcha. Some suggestions for new plot devices. What else? Well, the character engine keeps popping out shallow characters, nothing with any depth. We can tune that character engine up. All folks need to do is send us an email at sonicsociety at gmail.com or message us through Twitter or Tumblr, even at the Sonic Society Facebook group or Audio Drama Radio Drama Lovers. Share with us your trials and tribulations with National Audio Drama Script Writing Month. We're all in this together, and the more we support each other, the more we'll get to finish by the end of February. That's right. Thanks so much for going this far in National Audio Drama Script Writing Month. Remember, February 28th is the deadline for this year. Pace yourself and let us know how you're doing. We're ready to crack this story open. Maybe you'd better get started. Good luck to all. I'm still working on my own. The Sonic Society Season 10 is written and produced by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music provided by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society through Creative Commons licensing. The Sonic Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Hi, I'm Persephone Rose, executive producer for Postal Roach and the creator of Emperor Pigs. I'm a huge fan of audio drama. And if you're listening to this right now, I've got a sneaking suspicion you might be too. So make sure your headphones are plugged in tight because you're going to want to hear this. From July 24th through the 26th in 2020, producers, directors, composers, writers, actors, technicians, and fans of audio drama are gathering together for the world's first international modern audio drama convention in Halifax, Nova Scotia. This is going to be amazing. If you like panels, there's going to be panels. Workshops, they've got them. Studio sessions, swag events, live performances, and most importantly, all your favorite creators are going to be there. You can get all the details and purchase your tickets online at www.madcon.com. That's M-A-D hyphen C-O-N dot com. See you at MadCon.